Upanishad Mantra 6, which was, yes to Sarvani Bhutani, indeed, uh, indeed, one who sees all beings in the self alone, or in the soul, in this case, would be the super soul, Sarvabhuteshu Chatmanam, and who sees the super soul or the soul in all beings, Tatona Vijagupsate. Therefore, because of that vision, uh, doesn't hate anyone. So that's the way to avoid hatred, especially in, in this modern period called the political division, and it's become very fashionable to hate. So if we remember that everyone is a pure soul, we won't even hate some of these horrible politicians. Although we'll certainly pray for Krishna to get, get them out of office. So uh, next, Isopanishad 7. So Jasmin Sarvani Bhutani, Atmai Vavud Bijanataha, Tatrako Moha Kakshoka, Ekatvam Anupashataha. So, Prabhupada translates that one who always sees all living entities as spiritual sparks and quality one with the Lord becomes a true knower of things. What then can be illusion or anxiety for him? So this verse, Jasmine, in which, so as Prabhupada takes it here, in the situation, it literally means in which, in other words, in which situation where <clears throat> one is seeing all living beings in Krishna in the soul and one is seeing Krishna in all souls. So just men in, in, in that situation, Sarvani Bhutani Atmaiva Bhutbijanataha. For a person who understands Bijanataha, for one who understands that uh all living beings actually are one with, not actually it, it, it um, <clears throat> that the self alone, the self alone, Atmaeva, all living beings are really the self alone or the soul. You can take it in different ways. The word Atma means self, Atmaeva, if you're following this verse, Isopanishad 7, means the self alone. <clears throat> And uh, Avut exists as, I mean, literally, uh, uh, anyway, as has existed as Bijana. So one who understands that all beings actually are existing or have existed as a soul, as only a soul. That's, that's what, who all living beings are. <clears throat> and of course, because the word Atma means self or soul, it can mean the super self or the super soul, it can mean the individual self or soul. And so there are different meanings here, all of which are consistent with our philosophy. So Tatra, in that situation, so Jasmine, if you're interested in Sanskrit at all, Jasmine goes with Tatra. So in, in that situation in which for one who understands, literally for one who is understanding, it's a continuous action, for one who is understanding the self alone has become all creatures. Actually, 
I'm going to really, now that I'm looking at the Sanskrit here, I'm going to, let's just go right into the literal meaning, which is avut. Avut is a, <clears throat> it's a form of the past tense of the verb vut to be. So really what this verse is saying that the self alone, Atmaiva, has become all creatures or all living beings, a sense of really conditioned souls. As I explained in the Gita guide, the word Bhuta uh, does not refer to the eternal soul. It refers to a soul that has become a conditioned soul. So Sarvani Bhutani, all conditioned souls or all living beings, <clears throat> it's, it's really the self alone. In other words, all of us are originally pure souls. One could even uh, certainly take it that way grammatically, that every everyone that appears to be a conditioned soul, every soul within a body actually is a pure soul who has become a conditioned living being. So if you understand that, if you actually are understanding that, or for such a person who is understanding that tatra, therein, ko moha, what is the illusion for such a person? Now, it's a rhetorical question. It means there is no illusion. What is illusion for such a person? Kakshoka, what is lamentation for such a person? A person who is ekatvam anupashita, who is steadily seeing Prabhupada translates Anupashita of one who sees through authority or one who sees constantly like that. <clears throat> it's a perfect translation because uh, Pashataha by itself means of one who is seeing. Pashataha. And Anu Pashataha. Anu means following. So neither mean of one who is seeing, following the previous authorities. Or anupashataha can mean of one who is seeing constantly, in other words, following, like one moment to the next, constantly. And so for one who is seeing through authority or constantly, the oneness <clears throat> uh, of everyone. And of course, <clears throat> interestingly, uh, the twum here, eka means one, twum means nest. So <clears throat> the verse does not say that everything is one <clears throat> absolutely or that we are all one person. It doesn't actually say that, but there is a oneness between <clears throat> all souls and God. So there's a oneness, not that everything is in every sense one. There's a oneness between different beings. That's the idea here. So, uh, the next verse is quite a verse. <clears throat> so I'll read it. It's, uh, it's one of those sort of bonus verses where you get a lot of extra syllables. <clears throat> so, uh, 
that's this, this is a very interesting verse. Has some very interesting Sanskrit going on here. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, there it is. I actually wrote down a few notes. So, okay, let's go into this verse now. Uh, sa he pariyagat. Pariyagat, this verb, literally means understood. Sapariyagat, he understood or he approached. So sa, as Prabhupada translates it, that person understood. Literally, agat means went and pari around, like to really go around something, to really understand it. so Sapariyagat Shukram. Shukram, which Prabhupada translates the omnipotent. Uh, Shukra literally means pure or effulgent. So the pure one, the glowing one, the effulgent one. <clears throat> Sapariyagat Shukram Akayam. Kaya means body. So one who has no material body. Akayam no material body, a vranam, another interesting word, vrana, vrana in Sanskrit means a flaw or a blemish. And so a vrana means one who has no flaw, one who is perfect. So he uh, approached or understood the one who was pure and effulgent, who has no material body, who has no flaw, no imperfection. Asnaviram. Uh, this is another interesting word. Asnaviram means one who does not have snavira, which are sinews. And so sinews in English they're the they're the parts, they're, they're parts of the body that connect uh, the bones and the flesh. I'll actually read you exactly what the word sinew means. Uh, here from the dictionary. Sinew is a piece of tough, fibrous tissue uniting. It, it joins muscles to bones or bone to bone, such as a tendon, tendon or ligament. So these tough parts of the body connect everything. They're called snavira. And so Krishna does not have a material body. He has none of these mechanical things in his body because it's not a material body. That's the idea. Prabhupada translates this um, without veins, which is what it means. Shudham, pure, Prabhupada says antiseptic, antiseptic, which is a great translation. Apapavidham, Prabhupada translates it prophylactic. Papa means sin, and vidha means sort of penetrated. So uh, sin cannot penetrate God. So he's called a papa vidham. And Krishna is kavir, uh, omniscient, Prabhupada translates that. Kavi means a wise person, or here in the highest sense, because the wisest person knows everything. Omniscient, manishi, a great thinker. Prabhupada says, philosopher, paribhu, uh, the greatest of all. The word paribhu, um, 
literally means like who means exist or to be. <clears throat> and so party is around like English peri perimeter. And so party who literally means sort of to exist beyond everyone else to be in the dictionary, Sanskrit dictionary, to be superior, to excel, to surpass, subdue or conquer, literally just to go around everyone in one's existence, to go beyond them. So that's the word parivu and swayambhu. So there are, um, so both these words, parivu, swayambhu, who uh, is existence, so it's parivu and then swayambhu. Swayam means by oneself. So Swayam Bhu means self-existing, literally. Self-existing. <clears throat> uh, Prabhupada translates it self-sufficient. Um, because every other thing and every other person that exists depends upon Krishna for their existence. So there is only one living being, only one thing in the that exists, that is Swayambhu, self-existing, existing by itself. And in the first verse of the Bhagavatam also, this is called uh, Swarat, self-governing. <clears throat> so, Yatatyatartan, Yatatyataha, Prabhupada says, just in pursuance of, uh, this comes from Yatatata, uh, so, um, without going into all the Sanskrit grammar, it means something like uh, precisely or exactly in the right way. Artan, artan, arta means values or purposes, uh, just uh, wealth, the wealth of anything, wealth, value, purpose. So that Lord is Biyadadhat, uh has bestowed artas, Shashwati uh, from endless time for, for just from time immemorial, Prabhupada, and there was time that's so long you can't remember it. That's called immemorial. So Shashwati, uh, like for everlasting years, for everlasting time, that self-sufficient, supreme, omniscient Lord who's free of a material body, who has no contamination, is bestowing everything that people need. Bestowing everything that people need. Fulfilling all purposes. Providing all value uh, from time immemorial. So I'll read that Sanskrit again. It's a very... Uh, Impressive Sanskrit verse. Sapariyagat chukram akayam abranam asnaviram shudham apapavidham kavirmanishi paribhuk sayampur ya tatyatar tan gadadhat chasati vyaksamabhyaha. And just one last word Krishna is bestowing all value, all purpose, all necessities. Uh, in a precise and exactly appropriate way. So may we read one more verse and if people have questions, those can be sent over. Other questions? 
Prabhupada has very long purport on this verse. So now we begin these very interesting verses. Here's a very interesting verse. Andhang tamak pravishanti yevidyam upasate tato bhuya eva te tamo jau vidyayam pratahar. These are very paradoxical, puzzling verses. They're meant to be so. They're meant to be paradoxical and puzzling to make you think. So they enter, pravishanti, they enter uh, andham literally means uh, blindness, so blind darkness, because when it's dark, everyone becomes blind. So they enter blind darkness who Jay avidyam upasate, those who cultivate avidya, or uh, Prabhupada translates avidya here, nescience or ignorance. It's just vidya is knowledge. It's, a, it's from the same root as Veda. Veda means knowledge from the same root. We have the word vidya. So those who cultivate avidyam, unknowledge or ignorance, they enter into this blindness, this darkness. <clears throat> but then, tato bhuya eva te tamo. But there are people who enter even further into darkness, even further into darkness, tato bhuya, even more than that, eva te tamo, they enter darkness, jau, Vidyayam Rataha, those who are cultivating knowledge, or those who are delighting in knowledge. This is very, of course, you have to really think about this. And, and we're going to get a whole bunch of verses. The next, I don't know, five or six verses are going to be like this. Tato Bhuyayiva Te Tamo Yau Vidyayam Rataha. So I'll read Prabhupada's uh, translation and then we'll read a little bit of the purport. Those who engage in the culture of nescient activities shall enter into the darkest region of ignorance. Worse still are those engaged in the culture of so-called knowledge. Purport, this mantra offers a comparative study of vidya and avidya. Avidya or ignorance is undoubtedly dangerous, but vidya or knowledge is even more dangerous when mistaken or misguided. This mantra of Sri Upanishad is more applicable today than at any time in the past. Modern civilization has advanced considerably in the field of mass education, but the result is that people are more unhappy than ever, than ever before because of the stress placed on material advancement to the exclusion of the most important part of life, the spiritual aspect. As far as vidya, knowledge is concerned, the first mantra has explained very clearly that the Supreme Lord is the proprietor of everything and that forgetfulness of this fact is ignorance. The more a man forgets this fact of life, the more he is in darkness. In view of this, a godless civilization directed toward the so-called advancement of education is more dangerous than a civilization in which the masses of people are less, quote unquote, educated. So 
Prabhupada is explaining this verse in terms of the modern world with you know nuclear weapons and weapons of mass destruction. That's why the 20th century was the most murderous century in history because you, for the first time, you had fully industrial warfare, completely industrial warfare. And so the 20th century mass produced death. You know, what was on the assembly line? What, what was the factory producing? It was a factory of death on a mass scale, on an industrial scale. So, plus the idea that so many people who think they're intellectuals or, or who think they're scholars, uh, you know, reject God, so, which means they're kind of buffoons, clowns. They think they're very bright. They think they're scientists or philosophers and they stupidly uh, deny God. That is stupidity, actually. And there's, I think there's no better definition of it, especially considering the overwhelming evidence we see all around us of a supreme creator. And if someone can't see it, that they're simply blind. So anyway, uh, there are more verses in this vein, which we'll read next time. I don't believe any questions came in. So if not, uh, Saturday morning, at least it's morning here. If not, then uh, we'll stop here. And, uh, oh, there are two questions. Okay, saved by the bell. That was the bell you heard. Uh, let's see, you sent two questions. They're not showing up here. Uh, this is. Oh, they're sent here. Okay, let's see. <clears throat> In the last purport, Prabhupada says some people use the Vedas to serve their own agenda. How can we make sure we don't misuse Shastra or misguide people based on our own misunderstandings and purposes, even if unconsciously? Well, uh, that's why it's so important to confirm our understanding with other Vaishnavas, hopefully with advanced Vaishnavas, and uh, make sure that we correctly understand Krishna consciousness and then uh, present it to people honestly and openly. It's pretty simple. There is some um, semantic, I guess, an etymological meaning to the word Brahma, Karanapratva, Vipralipsa, and Pramada, the four defects of conditioned souls in the material world, according to Prabhupada, Isopanishad introduction. Uh, yeah, that, that's a whole topic, actually. I mean, Brahma literally means wandering, sort of wander away from the truth. And Karana Apatwa means imperfect senses, Vipralipsa is cheating, and Pramada is uh, sort of madness or making mistakes. So yes, uh, we have defects. And that's why we 
are reading Isopanishad because Isopanishad is free of those defects. So, uh, oh, okay, same two questions. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, we're all good to go. We're all free now. We've studied Isopanishad. We've advanced in Krishna consciousness. Uh, we did a good thing today, spiritually. So we hope, hope you'll all be back next Saturday and tomorrow's our Bhagavatam class. Hare Krishna. <laughs>